Hey, party people. Welcome to episode seven of eight in the COVID Chronicles. If you've been with us since the beginning, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. We hope you found some encouragement here while in your own journey of navigating COVID-19. We would love to hear from you about how you've been encouraged by someone's testimony through this series. If you've gleaned some wisdom or related to anyone's story while listening to the COVID Chronicles, please let us know in the ratings and review section of the podcast, and we would love to read your testimony on future episodes. Okay, so let's get to today's guest. I had the chance to chat with my gal pal, Kat Trokel. Kat is a first-time expecting mama, and she has been navigating pregnancy in the middle of this pandemic. She walks us through her battles, her fears, and her faith as she journeys this road during COVID-19. I know I was so encouraged after chatting with her, and I think you will be too. So let's raise a glass to all these mamas, expecting, new, and veterans who are walking this road with their little ones right now. Well, hey, girl, welcome to this week's episode of Get Up Girl, a podcast inspired by women of all cultures and backgrounds who have been toe-to-toe in the ring of discouragement, disappointment, defeat, and how they got back up to fight. Each episode, we'll be discussing, well, all the things marriage, business, parenting, racial divides, grief, loss, and everything in between. We believe that you will be encouraged by these women through their stories. So come on, girl, it's time to get up. Well, how about you You go ahead and introduce yourself so people know oh. who, who they're listening to. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, my name is Kat Troquel. I am 29 years old and currently... 29 weeks pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm happily married um, and expecting, I don't, I mean, I guess that's all I've got. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Well, that's important. That's, and yeah, you and yeah. Chad have been married five years? Yes. Yeah. We've been uh, married for five years and then this summer we'll be together for seven. Yeah. Okay. Cause y'all got married right, right after you guys, after the month after us. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you're 29 weeks with a little girl. Yes. Ooh, it's little Olivia. I can't wait. Yes. Um, super excited. Yeah, and so you and I have known each other a long time. Yeah, longer than I've known my husband. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. bizarre. Yeah, not crazy. Now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like, yeah. holy cow. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, we go we go back seven, eight years, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. We have been. We've been coworkers. Mm-hmm. We've been well, and we're actually coworkers again now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look at that. Um, but we've served together. We've volunteered together. We've gone to church together. We, I mean, so you and I have done a lot together. Um, yeah. And I wanted to uh, specifically have you on the podcast because um, you are pregnant with your first one. Yes. Which is exciting, and I know that's a story all yes. all in of itself, but um. <laughs> And so you and I, I mean, you're, you're 29 weeks, I'm 19 weeks. So, um, we've kind of been journeying through this together for the most part, but, um, and, and I know because you and I have talked just, there's been some 
heart, you know, with all this COVID um, and shutdown going on, there's been some disappointment and some heartache mm-hmm. and yeah. some hard days and stuff like that. And so I just kind of wanted you, I wanted to get your perspective on um, what it's like being an expecting mother during this COVID season, this strange, yeah. bizarre season that we're in. Um, <laughs> because I know, I, I know there's a lot of expecting mothers out there. And mm-hmm. I mean, my sister-in-law is pregnant, Lindsay. Um, yeah. I have a friend in Boston who's pregnant. I have a friend in Texas who's pregnant. I mean, you know, we got mm-hmm. so... It's like a baby boon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, all all pre-COVID babies. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but I know, you know, this, is, this has been a hard time for mm-hmm. um, a lot of pregnant women. And so I just kind of yeah. wanted to get your perspective and hear from you on how you've been navigating all this. Yeah, um, it is, you know, again, as as my first child, um, that in and of itself is something that you're not sure as to how to get through because you've never done it before. Right. Um, And I'm an only child. I don't have siblings, so I haven't, like, watched anybody else closely um, go through having kids. Um, My Mm in-laws, my my two sister-in-laws, um, they do not live locally. So every time a baby was born, you know, again, it was, it was always, uh, far away for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, um, it's, I don't want to, to, you know, necessarily use this word, but I feel like it's the, the best way to explain it is, is it's been scary. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, as you go from trimester to trimester, your symptoms change and then entering into my second trimester or, towards the middle of my second trimester was when COVID hit and it's, you know, it's another, um, scary thing on top of an already somewhat scary situation. Yeah. And, um, for me, I know like I've had my good days with it where I'm like, okay, we're getting out of this. It's not going to last forever. Right. All these different things that I try to pump myself up with. And then I have those days where I'm like, I go into severe mommy mode. And, and it's not necessarily like a healthy mommy mood. It's uh-huh. more like, I will protect my child at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just yeah. being absolutely ridiculous. And I'm really thankful that my husband has been so understanding at this time. Because, right. yes. I mean, like, I don't go into stores, um, you know, because that's your youth. That's something that I've discussed with my doctor. Um, and so my husband will go into the stores and he wears the mask that you gave us at your gender reveal. <gasps> oh my God. He's got like his pink polka dot mask. <laughs> I was going to say, which side does he wear it yes. on? The pink or the blue? <laughs> yeah. Typically like the pink side. Um, and then of course I've got some gloves that I had forever. Um, well, I say forever. I had when I first got pregnant cause I didn't want to like use certain cleaners and, um, yeah you know, without having gloves on. So he will wear those gloves and the mask. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I know. And he's so like, he's understanding. And I'm like, okay, when we get in here, like you got to take your shoes off and you got to wash your hands. Like, and really I'm not, um, I don't, I don't know. I've gotten so much better at thinking like, you know, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. I've gotten so much better about it. Mm-hmm. As time has gone on and as the Lord has really just worked on me. Um, but I'm thankful that my husband didn't like buck me about it, you know, Yeah. and try to be like, you're being ridiculous. And 
Mm. He just hasn't been that way at all. He's been really supportive, even if in the back of his mind, he's like, okay, she's crazy. Uh, <laughs> he's he's still been supportive with it. So yeah, yeah it's, um, nobody writes a book on, on how to have your first child in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, uh sure. <laughs> yeah. Which maybe we should all collectively do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we could, you know, um, hopefully this does not happen again in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, because I'm over it. <laughs> right. So over it. Same. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been scary. Um, it has been scary. Yeah. Have you had any doctor's appointments yet where Chad was not able to go with you? Yes. What was yes. that like? And that actually, well, um, for that one, it was just, um, they just tested our heart rate. Um, they just used like a heart rate monitor, which we have one at home. Um, so they did that, and then it was like my glucose test. And it was okay to not have them there. Now, I do have one next week, and I'm pretty certain it's an ultrasound because I'll be 30 weeks by that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a little sad, you know, him not being able to be in there because he loves the ultrasounds. Like, yeah. he gets so excited to see her. And um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, hopefully, they'll let me, like, FaceTime him or something. Yeah. Well, I had, um, I also have an appointment next week and Philip is not able to go with me, but I had one on April 1st and he was not able to go with me. And Mm. at first I like, I was like, Oh, it's no big deal. I mean, like, it's just a doctor's appointment. It was now it was the gender, um, ultrasound, but we, we had already decided even before all this, that we weren't going to find out in the ultrasound. So right, right. that wasn't, you know, like a huge deal. But, um, and so he, you know, he was like, well, I can come sit in the parking lot. And I was like, well, no. Philip, you might as well just go to work while, yeah. while we're still working. You know, I was like, it's no big deal. Like, it's just a doctor's appointment, whatever. But when I got there and I got in the ultrasound room, I, I was like, oh, no. no, like, I want him here. This is, yeah. this is not yeah. cool, you know? Um mm-hmm. And it was, it was a very strange feeling. Like, yeah, I, it was weird. And, um, even though, you know, we didn't, I didn't find out the gender right then, but, um, <clears throat> after she did the gender one and then I could look at the ultrasound, um, I saw like a perfect picture of his feet <laughs> and I was like, are those feet? And she was like, yeah, those are feet. I mean, I counted all 10 toes. It was Aww. like literally like a picture perfect view of his feet. And yeah. I was just like, man, I mean, she printed me out, a, you know, the, the sonogram picture or whatever, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where I was like, I wish Philip was sitting here to see those feet, yeah, you know? And yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it's important. Yeah. So, okay. So how have you, how have you navigated that fear of like Oof. being <laughs> like, oh gosh, what if I get sick? Is it going to hurt Mm-mm. my baby? Mm-mm. Like, you know, how, how have you navigated all that? Um, um, one day at a time for sure. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a planner mm-hmm. and I definitely like to be able to plan out my steps. Um, especially when it comes to another human being. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a day at a time. I, I have my good days. I have my bad days. Honestly, there's, there's a couple of things that I've done to really combat it because I am the type of person that. I'll let myself cry for about, I don't know, two minutes. And then I'll finally like, just get angry. (laughs) Be like, okay, you cannot like be a wimp about this. Like you got to get your stuff together. Like (laughs) something that I used to tell my, uh, 
tell my students, um, particular students, this is going to, this is going to sound terrible, but I would be like, all right, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to sit in our puddle and just like cry about it? Or are we going to get up and do something like, let's yeah. put our, put our big people panties on and, and get, get going. Yeah. And, um, that's what I had to kind of do was, um, you know, or I do at least I try on a, on a regular basis is to kind of pull myself up and I don't let myself sit in that fear or that uncertainty or, um, just woe is me sort of thing. Yeah. And something that I like to do is to just give thanks to the Lord, like to thank you father for this child. Thank you that we have our home. Thank you that we're both still employed. Thank you that we're healthy. Thank you. You know, and it, and it really helps me to see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I think adapting as best as you can throughout this time is helpful to combat those things. Like, you know, we did have to, can- we had to cancel my showers. Yeah. And which was, you know, it's something that, that I think every mom wants to do just because it's, it's, you know, kind of a part of the pregnancy journey is to have your baby showers. Right. And so we've adapted to a new way of doing that by having people order the gifts and send it to our house. Or there's going to be a specific time in May that they can actually drop it off and we won't be able to have contact with them, but we'll have like a little treat on the porch and, it's, um, you know, we're, we're trying our best to just adapt to the situation rather than letting it roll over us. Yeah. And, um, and then of course, I, I'm, I'm trying to just be in that constant mindset of praising the Lord because he is good and he is faithful and he is understanding and he is our complete provider in this. And so I'll put on some worship music and just remind myself of who he is but also just forget about everything else that's going on and, and, and praise him because he is our father. He is our God. And just because we see ourselves right now, you know, sometimes we can get caught up in the whole woe is me thing. Right. It's not, it's not a position that we should stay in. And I know for me, that's been, that's definitely been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, going back to your showers, um, you made the decision to cancel your shower and do the drop, which I got, I got the invitation yesterday, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) Um, and so I'm sure that was a hard decision. And so what, what was that process like for you to, you know, just mentally, like what, what did you go through? Well, you know, I, I'd spoken with my mother-in-law about it because she was the one that was, um, that was, you know, putting the shower together and, um, and then my, uh, cousin Amy was doing another shower as well. And um, essentially it was, okay, do we want to wait until people feel comfortable to come to a large gathering or do we want to go ahead and, you know, have the shower while I'm still, you know, 29, 30, 31 weeks pregnant? Because I know I don't want to be 37 weeks having a baby shower right. again, the planner, the planner side of me, I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, and so it was really, it was a, it was again about adapting to the situation that we were in. How can we still connect to people? Um, but also take care of, you know, the, the pregnancy situation because I didn't want to push myself yeah. at 37 weeks and have to, wash everything and put everything away and 
you know, get organized. And this is still coming from someone that's never done this before. So it's yeah. just my thought of like what I'm going to be doing. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, and I'm, I'm the type of person too. like, I, I'm, I can be fairly introverted. So I absolutely would have loved a baby shower. Um, uh, it would have just been so sweet to see everybody and hug everybody and, and, you know, go through that time of like swooning over Olivia and, mm-hmm. and over her gifts. Cause that, that hasn't happened because, you know, COVID hit right when I started to, you know, really show and grow. Yeah. Um, but, um, I'm comfortable with this as long as she's taken care of, because that's my number one goal is, you know, what's the best way to keep her safe and what's the best way to prepare for her. So when she does get here, you know, we have everything that she needs. Yeah. Um, so rather than being like, Oh, I don't get to have a baby shower. I was just like, okay, what does she need? How do we get it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, um, it's working out. I mean, well, so far people are already sending things. Aww, and um that's amazing. it's been a really it's been a, it's been a huge blessing because again as a planner I was like how are we gonna how are we gonna afford what she needs again the Lord is our provider he's gonna right. provide everything that we need and this is just another way of him showing us that mm-hmm. yeah and I think um that's kind of been a theme I've heard within the body of of Christ is like he's been faithful so why would mm-hmm. he not be faithful now you exactly. know, just because there's a, a global pandemic going on that yeah. came to no no surprise to God, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, why, we, as as believers, why why should we all of a sudden be like, oh, well, gosh, where where's God? You know, and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of been a really encouraging theme that I've heard from several people. Um, yeah. Which is, which is awesome. And it's uplifting. And, okay, so, and you can totally tell me no if you don't want to talk about this, but um, can we talk about your struggle getting pregnant? Oh yeah. Before? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Cause that's, yeah. Um, so Chad and I decided February of 2018. I mean, we had been talking about it obviously for a while. Um, my mm-hmm. husband is, is, um, he's older than me and, um, you know, we, I, I was not at the point yet where I was like, let's have kids. Um, mm-hmm. but we had gotten to that point together. Um, we just did not realize <laughs> that it was going to take almost another two years on top of that to get pregnant. Yeah. Because um, when we first started trying, it was about February of 2018. I was like, okay, I'm ready for kids. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get pregnant now. Yeah. <laughs> and so this this readiness turns into like impatience, turns into like, why can't my body do what I thought it should be able to do as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, that was, that was really, really hard for me because nothing was wrong with him. It, it wasn't, it wasn't Chad at all. It was, it was all me. And, um, we had, you know, a, multiple doctor's appointments and, um, and we had our seasons where I would say, you know what, I'm not going back. I'm not, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just kind of want it to disappear and I want to magically get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to start mm-hmm. fertility treatments and, um, and of course, you know, I let myself sit in that puddle for about a second and then I finally got out of it. Yeah. And, um, they told me I had a uh, PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. I think that is the correct word mm-hmm. or the correct term. And, um, essentially both of my ovaries were just riddled with cysts and some of them were 
quite larger than others. Mm. There was one that was sitting um, in my fallopian tube and they wanted to do a very expensive test that was not covered by insurance, mm-hmm. or at least not by my insurance, to see if, you know, if, if that was a blockage. And um, it, it just got to, you know, it, it was very, um, it was very disappointing. And we just began to call on the name of Jesus and believe that he could heal me. And mm. he did. Mm. Um, my, my ovaries did clear up Wow! and, um, we decided to, they weren't completely clear. So we decided to, um, start fertility treatments. And on our first fertility treatment, um, I got pregnant with, with Olivia. Wow. So it was, um, definitely <laughs> like just thinking about it makes me emotional, but yeah, we were very, very excited. Um, because it had been, you know, while coming, yeah. especially when you, um, you just weren't prepared to not be able to have children or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lord, again, just reminded me that he was our provider. And one of the things um, that we have done since COVID has hit is we have written on our fridge. This is a great thing, by the way, because mostly everybody's fridge is almost like a dry erase board. Yeah. And so (laughs) we have a dry erase marker and we write prayers and um, notes and different things like that on our fridge. And our pastor, Pastor Sam was um, teaching one day and he was talking about, um, you know, remind yourself of the rocks of those, those things in your past that the Lord has done that he's come through on. And so we just, we've written a list of mm-hmm. those things that the Lord has done. And, you know, and, and sometimes I'm like, you know, we shouldn't need to have it in front of our face to remind us how good God is, but, I, but we can be forgetful. Mm-hmm. And we've written on there, you know, Olivia and, and getting through this pregnancy and being healthy and, you know, building and buying our first home and the list goes on and on, of course, yeah. um, with other things, but it's just those reminders during this time, I think are so important. Surround yourself with a bigger picture. And I think reminding myself, you know, that I've, I've gotten through this test of infertility and we're having a baby and we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this pandemic and mm-hmm. it's going to be over. It's only temporary. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's going to be good. We're going to come out of it stronger and better. I mean, there's so many things that he's that he's done for us and continues to do for us. That mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it, it's, it's not worth uh, sulking over. Yeah, that's true. That's, um, that's very encouraging. You're right. And it's just, it's just temporary. And I think, which, and I was telling you this before we started recording, but, um, I, for me anyway, it's so hard to see past the, in right now and, you know, um, and just being like, Hey, this is a, this is a funky, weird, crazy, Mm -hmm. scary, whatever other adjective adverbs you want to put there season, but it's season and seasons pass. And yeah, yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. So, um, kind of, kind of in that same vein, like you were talking about y'all, y'all tried to get pregnant for two years and then you finally do get pregnant. And then this Mm -hmm. global pandemic hits, which is like so bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what has this season, this time with COVID, what, what has this done for you personally with your faith? 
Um, it's, it's tested me. Um, and I do, I, I do want to go back just a little. I think it's so important to feel those, those feelings, mm-hmm. you know, of those, cause I don't know about you, but when I'm having those bad days, don't tell me that it's all going to be okay. <laughs> like, right. like, just let me, just let me like, just for a little bit now. I don't want to be in it forever, but when yeah. I'm in it, I'm in it. Like, <laughs> let me, let me get past it on my own. Don't try to force me through it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's how you relate to other people. So I think it's a, it's a, it helps to build empathy, um, mm-hmm. between you and others to, to feel those feelings and then to figure out how to get past those feelings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely tested me. Um, it has, I'm usually not a health conscious person, but when it comes to someone else, when it comes to Olivia, I have been like the total opposite uh-huh. and I, I want to protect her. You know, she's my responsibility. We've been given this gift and I want to make sure that, you know, she is taken care of, um, to the best of my ability. Yeah. And to the best of Chad's ability. And so it's definitely tested me for sure. Um, I think it's grown me. Lord, I hope it's grown me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't have my good days and my bad days. Like uh-huh. two days ago, I was like trying to come down from a panic attack. I mean, it's just, you know, you. Yeah, that's real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it. it's also, you know, reminded me once again. He is a good God. He is our provider. He's our father. Like it's, it's definitely pointed me toward his goodness and his grace. And I don't want to be morbid with this, or I don't want to sound morbid with this, but it's also just made me appreciate heaven because in, in my mind, it just brings so much peace to think like this life isn't it. Like, this is not the last thing. And whenever I do get to see him face to face, that is eternity. And that is what I, what I ultimately long for. Um, and I don't know, it brings me comfort. (laughs) Some people are probably like, this chick is crazy. No, I I get it. Like, like reminding myself of, of the bigger picture and, being able to know like, okay, one day I will get to be with him mm-hmm. and I will get to sit at his feet and I will get to worship him. And that will be the creme de la creme of everything that I've ever wanted. And yeah. that is still, you know, written in stone. And that is still what is going to happen. And that is, you know, no matter what else happens, I know for certain that heaven is the end result, no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. And for me, that just... I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, again, like trying to be morbid about it. I definitely still no. want to live this life. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, just to know that we like, got things we to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we were created for more than just this place. Right. So, um, yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, it, for me, what <clears throat> I, what I hear when you say that is that you, you have the heavenly mindset, you know, like your mind yeah. is set on <clears throat> things not right here in front of our face. And like you said, of course, like you still, you have goals and dreams and you want to watch Olivia grow up and you and Chad want to retire in the Bahamas or something, you know, but like, but ultimately (laughs) 
your mindset is fixed on eternity on what's next and and I think that's I think that's amazing and I think that's so important for believers too because you know we can we can just so easily get kind of swooped up in the here and now and yeah as as you know uh bearing the name of Christian it's not about that for us and so that I mean for that's a great reminder so thank you for reminding me of that if if no one else um got anything out of that I did so thank you (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, and then my my last question for you is, okay. and this is a question I've asked everyone I've I've talked to mm-hmm. so far. But um, what do you think the church is going to look like when we pull Ooh. out of this pandemic? Like just the church Ooh. as a whole, as like the body. Gosh, after this, um, hopefully um, stronger, bolder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even more thankful. Um, of course there's going to be some recovery that has to take place after this, but yeah, hopefully we are stronger and bolder and more giving and, um, just as any other normal person would be to not take things for granted. Um, I I think, I think, I hope we go into a season of disgrace of just, just thanking the Lord and praising Mm -hmm. him for who he is and, <clears throat> not necessarily not not just what he's done for us because that's great he's obviously done a lot especially with Jesus um but mm-hmm. he is so much more than that and um i hope we we go into a season of of praising him for who he is and um as our father as our creator as our savior um i i really hope that that is, um, what we walk into. I know that, um, you know, our church has been doing drive-in, um, drive-in churches. And then of course, online churches. And it's just been Mm -hmm. things, things feel so much sweeter. Like, you know, when you can't really have them, um, you know, it feels so sweet to go to drive-in church or to watch online and to, to see those people that you love and to, yeah. And to worship and to learn and to, you know, get through it together. We're not alone. And I think that's one of the ways that, um, or one of the things that has, that has also helped during this time is knowing that as, um, as a church, we're not alone, that everyone is affected in, in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that'll also bring closeness, you know, just a, a common denominator, something that we've all walked through and that we've, all navigated. Um, and so I, I really, um, I'm looking forward to, um, my gosh, I'm so looking forward to it. I mean, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm so ready. Like, (laughs) no, I agree with you. And, and that is, that's also my hope too, is, um, obviously that the church is stronger. And I think, I think we're learning, um, a new way to be the Mm -hmm. church. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's kind of cool. Um, getting creative and, you know, having to think outside the box, but I'll tell you what I'm most excited about to get back to church is worship because I think, so Philip did a little like one minute, um, uh, thing on worship for our church for North, North, North point. Wow. (laughs) And North Pernt. Um, (laughs) and you know, he was talking about worship and just, you know, he kind of did like a little teaching or whatever. And then at the end of it, he said, also, he was like, while we're all home, 
he said, y'all make sure you're exercising your vocal cords because <laughs> when we get back together, we're going to blow the roof off of the church because it's going to be so loud. Yeah. And I, like, I watched that video and A, like, I just got, I was like, that's my man. Like, I was so swelled with pride. <laughs> but it just like, it got me so excited, Kat, because I yeah. was just like, you know, everybody going to be up in there singing like oh, yeah. <laughs> as yeah. loud as they can. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. It excites me. For, oh, yeah. for how the church is going to come out of this. I think um, we're all going to be linked arm in arm a lot more. Um, mm. I don't know. It just pumps me up. So, yes, I, I totally agree um, and stand with you on everything you said about that. So uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. It's the first thing I think of is, like, through a night live worship because oh, there's just – Praise. Praise, uh, praise, it praise. was just, it, you know, it was, it was just the best. Yeah. There's, <laughs> so, uh, hey, if we can, if we can definitely, you know, man, let's just, let's just have that. Let's just have a worship service. Everybody get their own space. You know, yeah. we like to spread out. Oh yeah. And, uh, and have our room. I need at least my wingspan. Yeah. <laughs> just let me have my own spot. Let me, I want to be able to, to move about as I please uh-huh. and just absolutely get lost yeah. in the presence of God. And I, that, yeah, that mm, it's going to be good. It is going to be good. I can't wait. Well, thank you, Kat, for taking time out of your night to just chat with me and give some encouragement. I really appreciate you just taking time to do that because I know you could be on the couch with your feet propped up. So I'll let you run, and uh, I just appreciate you taking time to encourage us. Absolutely. Hopefully I um, didn't say anything to offend anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? As as my pastor, Destiny D, says, (laughs) it's one of my favorite quotes from her. She said, you know, a great lesson is or like in dealing with people is like to get offended and then get over it Mm. it's just what a great lesson yeah yeah all right cat well i love you and i'll uh, talk to you soon i love you too thanks leanne all right bye bye all right y'all well i hope you enjoyed listening to cat today thank you so much for tuning in and make sure you don't miss our last covid chronicles episode as i interview my dear friend kathleen jennings who gave birth in the middle of lockdown only to find out that she, her husband, and her newborn were all diagnosed with COVID-19. You don't want to miss this conversation. See y'all next time.